Welcome to The District, a podcast about politics and culture by the spectator world. My name is Matt Purple, and I'm joined by my co-host, Teresa Mull. And today, it's official, we are in a recession, at least technically, but most Americans probably don't need to hear that. Uh, The news today is that GDP growth has declined for the second quarter in a row. It declined by just under 1%, so it wasn't a huge amount, but it's still technically two quarters of back-to-back negative growth, which by the technical definition means that the United States is in a recession. And yet, it's both better news than we might have expected and worse news, right? The good news is that the economy was galloping ahead, demand was really soaring. So two quarters, back-to-back quarters of very slight negative growth, not necessarily the biggest deal in the world, not necessarily something you're going to feel, at least so far as GDP goes. Uh, But the bad news is, as most Americans know, GDP is not the only metric, right? There's also things like inflation. There's also things like gas prices, There's also things like that biweekly bite out of your paycheck that inflation is taking, which is making it feel like you get an effective pay decrease. The economy to the vast majority of people does not feel good right now. And they're taking it out on the Biden administration, sending Joe Biden's polling numbers plummeting to record lows. And it really is... Uh, even if we're not technically in a recession, even if you want to like turn that technical language back on itself because those negative growths have been so small, we are. It certainly feels like we are, and I think most Americans, Teresa, you know, places like Pennsylvania and West Virginia, where you travel to, they would certainly say that we are. Absolutely, and um, even if the news, the GDP news, isn't as bad as some people may have projected it to be, it's definitely not good. And we're not on a good track. You know, two negatives back to back is not a good sign for our economy, along with inflation, all those other things you mentioned. Joe Biden came out and said that we're on the right path. And that might be partially his dementia. I don't know. Maybe he thinks that we're actually doing something good. Maybe he's a little misinformed, confused. But Americans are not dumb. You know, uh, they can redefine what recession is all they want and make all these claims. It kind of reminds me of the the classic 2000 hit song by Shaggy, uh, It Wasn't Me. He just is like, oh, just just tell your girlfriend that you were cheating on. It wasn't me. You know, just say, it's not recession. You know, just redefine the terms and yeah, it'll be fine. But of course- now, What are the lyrics to that song? I don't- I don't entirely remember. Oh, mostly it's just um, him naming all the things that he did to cheat on his girlfriend and then in the background saying, it wasn't me. So, you know, you could say like I remember raising taxes. Wasn't me. Not a recession. The cor- <laughs> my, I remember my dad used to like that song because he just thought it had a cool beat. And then one time he listened a little bit closer when they played it on the radio and he was like, we're never listening to this again. I'm so. sure that wasn't awkward for you at all as a kid. Yeah. No. Not, not recommending that our listeners, uh, you know, go and, and YouTube that at all. But it's, it's basically what the government's doing right now. They're just saying it's not a recession. Everything's fine. We, you know, I did, we didn't do all these terrible things, overspend, and um, you know, they they just voted as you reported on earlier today, Matt, on the Build Back Better uh, bill, mm-hmm. which is going to raise taxes and make the make the economy even worse. But as I was saying, is you know, you can redefine recession. You can say the economy is doing great. We're on the right path. All you want, but Americans know better. They know, as you said, that they're losing wages. That they go to buy gas, that it's super expensive. They go to buy groceries. Everything is inflated. So this is, I read somewhere, a political death wish for the for the Democrats and could have a silver mm-hmm. lining, I think, for the, for the midterm election. But it might be too little too late because they're doing a lot of damage in a short period of time and it's going to take a long time to recover. Right. So my column today was about how 
Joe Manchin just came out and signed on to a very limited version of Build Back Better, but it's still nonetheless going to, it contains about uh, $700 billion in tax increases and uh, most importantly in new spending, mostly on healthcare and uh, green forms of energy, sustainable forms of energy, quote unquote. And just remarkable that this would be attempted, no matter how small that price tag would be, would be attempted during the middle of inflation. Right. I mean, demand side inflation, which is what we have right now, is too many dollars chasing after too few goods. And while there's been all manner of attempts to dodge this, to try to wave this away, uh, there's at least a very light consensus that this has something to do with the CARE Act, right? A CARES Act with all the spending that we did during COVID to try to juice the economy, uh, which in retrospect was way too much and gave way too much money to. Uh, to the powerful rather than those those stim checks that were supposed to go out to the rest of us. Uh, basically, there's too many dollars floating around our economy right now. Why you would pump even more into it is just baffling to me. It only makes sense if this is just your one your one play, right? This is your default option. This is the only thing that you have. And, and it's how Democrats are. They don't know how to do anything anymore other than throw vast amounts of money at the solution. And that hasn't worked with education. That hasn't worked with green energy. I mean, every time we go back to uh, to sustain, so quote unquote, sustainable sources of energy, they're still not stable. We still have to provide more tax credits and more subsidies from the feds. But it's the only thing they seem to know how to do. And they're willing to do it. That that medicine, that that way of thinking is so ingrained in their head. They're willing to do it even during a time of inflation. And you just wonder, like, in the service of ideology, does is Biden actually going to make this worse? Like, is he actually willing to make inflation worse rather than admit that federal spending can can cause this to happen? I'm, it's just kind of flabbergasting to watch. I think I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, well, that's always the Democrat solution is to throw money at the problem. You know, um, you think of maybe an absentee, stereotypical absentee parent or a father who's aloof and his kid needs nurturing. He needs him to go out and teach him how to throw a baseball, but instead he just hands him a hundred bucks and says, there, go away. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what the right. Democrats are doing here with our country. They're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just give more money to this problem and make it better. And spending more is until, you know, people's eyes have been open to it is always a good look. Um, I wrote about education policy for a long time. And the solution, quote unquote, was always give more money to public schools, more money, more money, they need more funding, they need more resources. And that's going to be a winning, a winning campaign. Whenever you're talking about kids, you're talking about, you know, making the gym nicer, getting them more books, getting them more resources. Of course, that's a good look. But is it really solving the problem? And whenever you look at that on a large scale, it's really not. So yeah, flabbergasted is the right word. And uh, obviously, spending more money is not going to fix anything. It is going to make it worse. And you talk about, you know, are they really going to pull the trigger on this? This is insane to watch. But if the Democrats were really intent on fixing the economy, on improving Americans' lives, they they wouldn't do it. But Honestly, I'm, I, I don't think that's, that's even in their minds at all. What they want to do is throw more money around the whole country, including to people. And we are, have seen the consequences of the CARES Act and giving, you know, handouts to people. They, a lot of people did need funding whenever the government shut down. 
businesses and made people stay at home. You know, people were hurting people who were used to supporting their families. They were in need. And what we've seen is a lot of people have now slipped into the poverty level. They never went back to work. There's hiring. We're hiring signs all over the country because people are making more money staying at home and living off of the the government's dime and, you know, you know the taxpayer taxpayer money. So that's what the Democrats want. And if they have to uh, push us into recession and inflation and make our economy completely tank so that the, the few people who aren't relying on government subsidies and welfare right now get to that point, then, then they're willing to do that. Uh, I hope you know, that they don't get to that point and that it backfires in such a big way. They're not able to realize their ultimate goal of making us all dependent on government, but we'll have to kind of wait and see, I guess. Yeah. And, and to your point that you made in a column recently, that this country, the economy has very often coincided the fate of the economy with the rate of small business creation, right? It, it really is a truth that small business creation is the backbone of the economy. And businesses, and especially small businesses right now, are not just dealing, well, they're dealing with inflation, which affects them disproportionately because they're smaller. And they're also dealing with, like you said, they, they're having difficulty finding people to hire. And it's just a real hammer blow to them. I mean, it, ma- it makes it difficult for them to to keep up. And as goes them, so goes the economy, as we saw with the, the Great Recession as well. And it's just, it's, you, you think about this, and, and Biden's line on this, especially with regard to inflation is, well, the most people have a job right now. I think the unemployment rate is something like 3%. Why am I not getting credit for this, right? It, consumers are spending quite a bit of money. Why am I not getting credit for that? Well, first of all, consumer spending may slow down as inflation picks up because inflation raises your prices. You can't afford to spend anymore. That that could certainly happen. But even beyond that, right? let's say the unemployment rate were to go up 2% tomorrow. People would lose their jobs and it would be tragic, but not most people would not be affected by it. right? Most people would still keep their jobs. It wouldn't be good, don't get me wrong, but it wouldn't be spread across the whole of the country. The same thing with a nominal slowdown in GDP, right? It's a very abstract metric. Inflation affects everybody, except for maybe the ultra-rich who don't know the price of milk. It it just does. It it affects everybody. Everybody has to go to the supermarket. Everybody has to go to the, the Apple store. Everybody has to, you know go pick up uh you know supplies or retail or wholesale rather for their their business that they're running it is broadly the pain is broadly spread across the entire country and until you can get it under control whoever is in office is going to be blamed by the vast majority of the country correspondingly for what's happening and that's what's going on right now and just with biden i mean the messaging on this was just moronic right out of the gate ron clain calling it a high class problem denial for months from the administration from Jen Psaki. And you know, now they're trying now their their line is basically, well, inflation is happening, but look at all this other good stuff over here. And why are you not giving us credit for that? It almost has the, the tone of haranguing the voters sometimes. And it's just it is such a completely different story down at the local level. And that disconnect is really, I think, what's gonna do Biden in in the midterms coming up in November. Yeah, it just shows how 
how distant they are from from the average American who has to go to the grocery store and decide, am I going to buy peanut butter and eggs today or do I have to choose? Am I going to be able to send my kid to a private school next year? I'm going to have to pull them out and put them in public school. You know, this, this affects Americans, as you said, in pretty much every aspect of their life, unless you are ultra rich, you do have to make choices. And I hope that voters have a long enough memory to realize who caused this, where it's coming from, and that their eyes are open to see how the administration that's in power right now is reacting with zero sympathy. So yeah, I think it's doomed for them in the midterms. And and but I, I also hope that the Republicans aren't caught flat-footed, <laughs> that they can really capitalize this on this. And they do, because we have seen this happen where the ball's in their court, they're doing well, top of the ninth, and they're, they get they run off the bench and then, you know, nothing happens. So <laughs> So, so we'll see. You know, this is this is the conservative movement's moment, and it's it's time to do something about it. And be be firm. Yeah, and I think, it, and going over to the progressive movement for a second, I think it's so suicidal and difficult for them that their main cause has become, other than maybe abortion, has become the green agenda, right? Because the green agenda is inherently a high class problem. I mean, the wealthy worry much more about it than the average guy does. And the average guy is just is is badly affected by it. The biggest, I think, unsung reason why people voted for Donald Trump in the Rust Belt back in 2016 was that they were tired of EPA meddling. They were sick and tired of the environmental bureaucracy trying to squash their ways of life, you know, mining and then fracking. It was just that they were they were sick of it. And Trump pledged to reopen the mines. And I think most of them knew that was never going to happen. But they still they preferred a president who said that to one who was actively coming after their ways of life. Um, we can talk about that. We can talk about the the Dutch farmers who are rising up right now over the the estimates that a third of their farms will go out of business given the new nitrogen restrictions over their em- emissions restrictions. Uh, a similar thing is is happening in Canada too. So this agenda has the climate agenda has very very real consequences. It, it destroys livelihoods and lives, and this, that's what this agenda is. That, that's what the Biden agenda is too. That's what Build Back Better is. It is first and foremost a climate bill, and there's a little hidden provision in there called the methane. A fee, and what the methane fee does is it imposes a, a fee uh, starting in 2026. Once you pollute enough methane over a certain level, uh, you get whacked with a pretty heavy. It's essentially a tax, and this is really going to hit natural gas producers and frackers hard, which is a lot of individuals living in places like Pennsylvania and West Virginia. But but this is the agenda. It, it's increasingly it is a a campaign against the most economically vulnerable who are already being throttled by inflation. And yeah, I mean, like you said, we'll see what happens in the midterms, but I don't know. It's hard to see that being a sustainable strategy for the Democrats in the long run, right? I hope so. You know, I think of green energy and the same thing with the culture wars that the left has been championing recently. Um, You know, they've made pronouns and uh, Leah Thomas swimming with females kind of like (laughs) big, big letter policies that they're that they're talking about constantly. And whenever you can't decide whether you're going to put gas in your tank or you're going to buy, you know, granola bars at the store for your kid to snack on like the 
that's going to come back to haunt you whenever <laughs> voters go to the polls. Yeah. So like you said, with the, the green energy stuff, hurting the most vulnerable, uh, hurting the local farmer, hurting people who are just trying to provide for America. That's the Democrats goal. They want to hurt people who are self-reliant, who are building America and helping one another because that's not what they want. They want everybody to be reliant on the government. So I hope and pray that they don't get their way. Thank you for listening to The District. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Spectator World is the American edition of the world's oldest magazine. To read more content on similar topics, visit spectatorworld.com.